Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. All right, so welcome to a new episode of the Thrive Podcast. Today I have a, how to put that, like an energy magnet woman. <laughs> I just came up with that uh, woman with me. Her name is Lene Kimura, and uh, Lene is uh, originally from the US, um, and she's a metaphysical life coach and engineer. Uh, Lene teaches people how to connect with their non-physical body so that they can move through life with less resistance and experience the joy of aligning with their inner source of wisdom. Her background includes materials engineering, trauma-informed yoga, and energy self-healing. And Lene believes that the key to accessing higher spiritual energy is learning to love our emotions. And I'm so pumped to have you, Lene, because this topic, I think, is so important. And I've been like into it like the last couple of weeks, so I can't wait to hear your point on it. So welcome to the Thrive Podcast. Thank you so much, Olga. I'm so pleased to be here. Yeah. Um, so like I said, like this whole, let's say energy, working with energy, um, it might sound like so woo woo to so many people, like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Is that even a real thing? Or is that just like something, you know, that people make up? Um, so how have you actually gotten started on working with energy and uh, like where has that gotten into your life and why? I love that question because I was once at the point where I thought energy was a bunch of bullshit and chakras like chakras were just this like hilarious (laughs) thing for crazy people and I just didn't believe any of it. I was uh I was working as an engineer at the time. I was in my mid-20s. I was in the commercial nuclear power industry. And um, I just felt like increasingly fucked up mm-hmm. in my mind, in my body. My my health was just absolutely taking a shit. I, I felt like I was like trapped inside of my own head and couldn't, couldn't like let who I am out. And so I just tried to act the part. And so then pretty soon I had these two different versions. There's like the, the, the me that I experienced inside myself. And then like the me that I was projecting and, mm-hmm. and like showing up and being as the in the world. And I didn't like either of them. Mm. And so I was like, I don't really know what to do next, but I know that I have to change something. And at the time I was like, okay, so it's, it's my job. It's definitely my job. Like, that's the reason I feel so terrible. (laughs) So like, let's, let's quit the job and change the whole life and see if that helps. Well, it didn't (laughs) shocker. Right. 
um, I, I left the nuclear power industry and went straight into the brand new, at the time, brand new legal cannabis industry, the pot industry, which is like totally opposite from nuclear power engineering, right? It was such a shift. But can I just mention and, how ironic is that, that, I mean, nuclear power for me, when I hear that is like, oh, she started, you know, with energy somehow, because it's a different type of energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so basically oh, really you were is. already like in the right kind of direction. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's super, it's super fascinating, right? Like I went to school to learn all of these different equations and, and diagrams for how energy moves throughout the physical yeah. reality through the physical universe. And like there, there are like, there are very scientific definitions for what energy is mm -hmm. and what it does and how matter responds to energy and how we can use energy and direct its flow. And it's just in hindsight, it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. It's like, yes, I definitely hear the, like the, the humor in that. <laughs> <laughs> I started out with actual, you know, mathematical and scientific energy. Um, yeah. So so the, the thing that, that brought me to an awareness of my energetic body was seeking healing and seeking wellness. And I did that through changing my whole life circumstance and that didn't help. And my health just continued to go down. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had this health crisis that precipitated me changing jobs because I was like, this is, I ended up in the hospital and had a surgery and I woke up from that surgery and I remember thinking, You know, not that long ago, time-wise, like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe 50, 100 years ago, that could have been the end of mm. my life for me. And what would that be like? I would uh, I would not be pleased with, with what I cr did with my life, mm. what I created and how I showed up. So I, I don't know what the path looks like, but I'm going to try different stuff mm. and I'm going to figure out where well-being comes from and how I can be well. And so at that point, so that was what kind of precipitated my transition from engineering into to cannabis. Like it was just like a totally different, like let's change everything and see what happens. Um, but at the time I was thinking, okay, so I'm working this engineering job. I'm making, you know, quote unquote, good money. Mm -hmm. It's a stable, secure job. I could work here my whole life and retire if I wanted to. Yeah. So I'm making a lot of money, but I'm fucking miserable. Mm. And I, hate, I, I just hate my life and I hate myself and this is not worth it. And so at the time I connected those two pieces as, okay, so my job is causing my misery and I am in this job because money. So therefore I would, it's not worth it. I would give up all the money to be well, mm. to be healthy. And so that's what I did. You know, I went and worked, I went and worked for minimum wage and I did give up my money. So that's, you know, initially we, we, kind of connected over a conversation about yeah. money consciousness. And, um, so that like, I lived out my, my money story really like pretty much to the fullest extent all the way down below zero. And I, I lived that experience of giving up mm -hmm. all the money. Well, was, the, was that, was that, 
Yeah. Was that a hard step? Because, well, first of all, I want to say, like, I think so many, so many people are going through this situation. I'm one of them also um, that, you know, we get we allow ourselves to get to this point where we are really like messed up, like internally, like with our emotional level, with our soul level, really, because in the end, this is what it is for me. Like we get so uh, drifted from what it is that we actually want for ourselves and uh, finding ourselves into a in a in a job that like you said we're just making the money but everything outside of it is just leaving us completely empty and um for me it like it's it's so curious you know i see so many other people experiencing the same and we're not noticing early enough like in the process that hey something is you know <laughs> kind of going sideways it always has to end up in a certain way in this like for you, very, very like rough situation. Hey, I had a surgery and you had this wake up call through this. Some people don't even get the wake up call or have like their other kind of experience. And um, maybe can you can you share with us like what were some of the, let's say, early signs where you were like, hey, something is not right here. You know, I, I feel like I don't know, like you mentioned, you were, you were feeling like crap, but what were some of the indicators for you? Because I feel some people are really so disconnected that they don't even see those signs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. And often we don't notice, mm. we don't know, and you can't recognize it from the inside. Like that's one of the things that's so interesting about being a human is like having objective perspective on what's going on internally inside our mind and our mm -hmm. body. Like we just don't have it. We just, we're experiencing what we're experiencing and we're believing it as true. We're believing it as just like the facts of the reality. Um, so in hindsight and retrospect, mm -hmm. the early signs for me, like, like this has been building throughout my whole life. So yeah. So there's not any one thing. It's all the things. I mean, I've been feeling negative for the most part since I was like a kid for as long okay. as I can remember. Mm. I've always had these two like very noticeable polarities within mm -hmm. me where on one hand I have this like intense creativity and, and like this like almost like exalted feeling where like I sense that there is something in me that is big and bright mm. and And then like throughout my life, I, I learned to kind of punch that down and mm -hmm. keep it quiet. I learned to not be big mm. and I learned to shut the hell up and try to act normal. Mm. And, uh, like, I mean, I grew up as, as like a, a biracial kid. I'm half Japanese in, um, in a pretty much all white town. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was a homeschool kid. And I grew up in a really conservative Christian church. So there's all these these kind of factors that go together where I was looking around trying to trying to understand the world and being like, all right, so I definitely don't fit in in these ways. And I definitely don't match the the behavior that's expected of me in these ways. Like there must be something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So and, and like you know, like I said, like we experience ourselves just from the inside and we believe that story. So I really did just move through life thinking that there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And that is a story that I hear come up over and over with the people that I work with. So, so believing that there's something wrong with me, that would, that would be, I say, I would say, um, one of the, one of the signs mm -hmm. to notice one of the stories to pay attention to. 
Um, another thing is I felt powerless a lot of the time. Mm. I felt like my life was not within my control. And that is, I think, one of the worst feelings. Yes. Feeling out of control, feeling powerless. And so, like, I responded to that with uh, a lot of rage. I was also really, really angry a lot of the time. And then didn't know what to do with that. And so I just kept it in because I knew that, or like, I thought, if I let this show, then things will get even worse for me. Mm. And then then I'm going to like shit on myself for feeling how I'm feeling. So it just kind of gets into this negative cycle, you know, but overall, like if I had to summarize it, it's your feelings, it's your negative feelings. If you are feeling really, really negative and there's a lot of that pressure and, and resistance and tension, that is something that you need to be paying attention to. Our emotions are our guidance system. Oh yeah. I love that. So coming back to how it all started. So You basically were searching then for for wellness and um, you were willing to give up, let's say, the money aspect, which I think is a really, it sounds maybe stupid, but for me, it's a really brave step because like, I don't know, I know for myself, like I connected really to money, like literal survival. So for me, not having money would be like the worst thing. Like I can deal with everything, but like this is like bad. And I know also from so many other people that, you know, this is ultimately what keeps us in the comfort zone so this is a major step outside of that zone so how was that step for you actually it was exhilarating really like in the in the beginning it was it was it was mind-blowing it's it's still like I look back and I'm like I can't believe I did that (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that that I I just you know did it 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 ended up being a wow, like really one of the most educational experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of like bring it into this moment for a minute. I got coached on this a few mm-hmm. months ago with my business coach. And I was like, I was having a moment of just feeling kind of like a little bit like, like a fucking failure because mm-hmm. I was thinking like, I should be farther along on my business journey than mm-hmm. I am. I should be making more money through my business than mm-hmm. I am. And, and she just reminded me, like, look back on the last five years, look back on everything that you have learned. Would like, would you trade that for making more money? And I just started laughing. It's like, there's no way, there's no way that I would trade that for any amount of money. And that, that experience made me who I am. So yeah, it, it was, it was, um, not easy and not like, it was not all great. And I definitely don't recommend everybody do that, but that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And like, that was my path. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really, really thankful for that. Um, the interesting thing that I want to make sure I say is I did make a transition and I learned a bunch of stuff. Right. But like, I did not start listening to my inner guidance at that Mm -hmm. point. At that point, I was still believing that changing my circumstances Mm. would change how I feel and it would make me feel better, but it didn't. And my health continued to go down and down and Mm. down. So I actually didn't hit rock bottom for, for at least six months, but somewhere between six months and a year Mm. after I made that transition, my health can like, I was going through this time where like, I couldn't keep any weight on. And that was really weird for me. It was like the first time in my life that I couldn't keep any weight on. And it was 
all my life I've been wanting to lose weight and stay thin, but like here I am and I'm like, oh my God, like I would really just give a lot to be able to keep weight on and like have more energy and feel good. Mm. And so that was really interesting. Um, so the way that I found energy work and the way that I first started to perceive it was because of this. I had a partner at the time we were living together and I would wake up in the morning feeling like absolutely wrecked. I didn't have any energy. I felt super sick, like nauseous. And I, I couldn't even like get up for like an hour. It took me like an hour in in the morning until I felt okay enough to get up and go to work and like Mm. do life. And so I remember one day he, he put his hands on me, just put his hands on my stomach. And I felt this, this like warmth Mm. flowing between us, like flowing from his hands into my stomach. And then I also started to notice, I feel that when he massages my feet too, because I've had chronic pain in my feet since I was about 20. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different story, man. Chronic pain teaches you stuff like nothing else. But so I started to notice that when he was working on my feet, I would feel better in my Mm -hmm. whole body. And also when he, he put his hands on my stomach, I felt, I felt better. And then I could get up and have energy and go about my day. So we just kept on doing that. I'll just ask him to lay hands on me and, and it, I didn't really know why, but I felt better. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, another thing that was happening in parallel was I was like, I knew that I was here to serve and to teach and to help people, but I couldn't get my words out. I couldn't get my words out my mouth. It was like my throat was blocked. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, I literally went to the doctor and said, there's something in my throat, man. And <laughs> no, there's not, but it's like, yes, there is. And so, so because of, because of what I was seeking, I just kept on seeking truth and I kept on seeking information. And so mm-hmm. the universe responds to that. And I started to attract different information into my life. And that's when I started learning about the throat chakra. Um, that was the first chakra that I became aware of when I didn't even believe in chakras. Mm-hmm. And it was because I experienced having like a closed, cold, blocked off like throat chakra. And I couldn't get my, I couldn't express myself and mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing energy to flow through me. So that was kind of the beginning when I, when I thought, wait a second, I can actually physically feel, I can sense and perceive in my body that there is more than just meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are other flows of energy that, that like I could connect with because I am so drained. I am so deeply drained. I don't mm-hmm. have any. So where do I get energy from? Mm-hmm. And that is, that was really the, the time that taught me to look for the source. So where did you find it? Because mm. this, I mean, again, this happens to so many and um, I, I hope I'm not taking uh, a lot away from that. But um, ever since I've been also learning, let's say about emotions and energy, you know, if you're constant or not constantly, but let's say, um, the majority of your time like in a state of negative emotion and that can just be like i don't know i mean we're afraid and stressed pretty much 70 percent of all our lives or time so 
many people spend time there but uh, also i think for many the issue is like this not feeling good enough which is like you know shame and this is like the lowest energy level so literally spending time in those emotions is draining emotion and um, energy from your body and um so how did you find out you know how to reverse that mm. That's such a that's such a good question. And I I think I think that the way that I learned to reverse that was just by continuing to seek mm. and continuing to intend to be well and continuing to want health and wellness for mm-hmm. myself and um I started to listen to what was going on inside my body. I had to, I mean, like it kind of forced me to, like, I was like, if I don't do something, like there's not much lower that I can go really. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not much lower to go. So, and I don't want to stay here. So where do I want to go? I want to go up. I want to have more energy. I want to feel better. And so that is, continues to be to this day. I think one of the, the only things that you need to do is to, want something different to want an improvement Mm -hmm. and to focus your attention on it. Mm. So I, I actually don't think that, that people need to know, uh, like you don't just need to have immediately fixed your, all your internal stuff. You don't have to delete or fix your emotions and you can't. Yeah. I want to say that like, even it's not even gonna (laughs) like, that's impossible. (laughs) No, not possible. We don't get to just like the point of life. I think like one of the, one of the things that really changed my whole perception of life is, is finding out that the whole point of this is not to just feel good and happy all the time. Mm. Oh, I hate, I hate like this happiness bullshit. It's like, (laughs) like it's not about being happy. You can feel happy. Like just in a second, we can get you there, but it's not about just, you know, being happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that I think that there's a, a huge advantage, actually, a benefit to having experienced really low levels of energy. That you know what it's like to feel drained mm-hmm. from the inside, and it gives you a sense, like a something to compare to. Mm. It gives you that contrast where you're like, I know I've experienced this before, and I know what that felt like, so that like in comparison to that feeling, I know what's an improvement. I know what feels better. Mm-hmm. And it almost becomes like the darkness for me almost became like my guidepost. Mm. It, it showed me where to go next. I know that sounds really vague, but, but really like there's not any one thing that I did. It was just a, a, a deep inward turning, just realizing that like I've tried to change all these things on the outside and none of it's working. And wherever I go, there I am. You know, mm. the common denominator, me. I have changed. I, I like. I'm not going to go into all the jobs I tried, but like there were a lot. Yeah. I changed jobs. I moved about once a year. I lived in all these different places, and, and like nothing external changed how I was feeling. So mm. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to go inside. And then, and figure out what I don't know. There's a saying in, in, uh, nuclear engineering in the culture that, that I came from 
you don't know what you don't know. And so like in that, in that respect, you know, as much as I wanted to leave engineering behind, it really informed how I approach things. It was like, okay, there's a root cause Mm -hmm. and I'm going to find it and I'm going to keep asking why. Yeah. And I'm going to keep this, this possibility open in my mind that I don't know what I don't know. And like, you know, I've taken, I've, I've, both my parents are engineers. Mm-hmm. There's four engineers, in my family and a mental health therapist. So like, we've got a lot of like, of science in, or in and around us. Yeah. And like this I live in exists because of, uh, the world war two, the atomic bomb, mm-hmm. like that was produced where I live. And now it's like, a research place and a nuclear place and a nuclear cleanup place. Like it all exists because of this and because of, um, because of science and, and, um, researching and finding new, uh, ways to harness and channel energy, which is just really interesting when I step back and think about it, but that's like, that's an aside. Um, so I had this, I had this, uh, this kind of mental image in my mind as I was starting to experience all these new feelings, Mm -hmm. these like extra, like non-physical feelings. And I thought, you know, what if this is kind of like science where it was heresy to, to say like the atom is a thing that exists and Mm -hmm. you can't see it. Like there there was a time when all things that are just mundane facts were just absolutely cuckoo bananas. And (laughs) And I think the energy is one of those things. I think that the like it's to me, it's just like a undeniable fact that we are not just physical. We have energetic and spiritual layers to us. And that, you know, in time, I think that that's just going to be a mundane fact right Mm -hmm. now. It's kind of like blowing, blowing our mind to, to think that we are more than just our physical bodies. Yeah. But to me, it's a, it's a hard fact. And I think that it's going to continue to come into our awareness as we raise our energy level. So actually that's something that I want to talk about now. You said a few minutes ago that, uh, that shame is a really low Mm. energy state and you absolutely right. There's a recently I've been reading, uh, some, some of Frederick Dodson's books and I recently read one on the levels of energy and this is really interesting because there's there's a number of teachers that do this, but I really resonate with the way that Frederick Dodson does it. But he gives he gives a like an arbitrary scale of of zero to one thousand of just levels of energy, and shame is just about the lowest you can go. Yeah, fear is not that much higher than that. Um, anger, revenge, just a little bit higher than that, and then you go up the scale until you get to okay. Mm. that's like 200 ish. And then, then there's a band where you're just, you're okay. And that's like, that's really the baseline for going up. So what, what I find now is that like a lot of my biggest struggle was getting myself from the really low levels of shame Mm. and apathy to okay, getting Mm. to okay. And that's, that's when the cool shit really starts to happen. Like well being is like, the prerequisite for creating your reality and being able to work with that co-creating with the, with the universe with Mm -hmm. source. So tell us like what cool shit happened starting 
when when you finally reach that level of okayness and could work from there like what are actually mm -hmm. what are some health changes that you experienced just going from feeling like guilty uh, or sh ashamed to okay and um yeah what has has maybe even something changed in how well how to put it like your perception about yourself or the way you feel about yourself because one thing is just always you know it's for me like let's say uh filling up your cup and feeling like energized but then also i feel like as you move up those those levels i mean naturally like you said i love that you use that negative energy as some kind of markers or posts for me it's always like the negative energy or negative emotions are always just kind of messengers they're just trying to tell you something something needs to get resolved in order for you to move forward in order for you to get it to get that thing that you want and so um well how has been your journey moving up this energy levels mm. yeah so what's coming to mind for me now it's This is really interesting you asking me questions because I'm trying to remember how I how I perceived it at the time when I was yeah. experiencing it because the way I perceive it now is totally different. And I think I'm going to speak to my current understanding and my current mm -hmm. perception. So what I what I learned about shame for example is that shame is a feeling in my body. So when I talk about emotions and feelings, I use those words interchangeably. So the the basic idea in in like the causal life coaching that I that I combine with energy work is that thoughts cause our feelings. So mm. we we feel how we feel. Everybody feels even if even if they don't think they feel. It's hilarious to me when when I uh, run into people and they're like, oh, emotions are not important. Well, I want a candy bar. Well, like wanting is an emotion. <laughs> there's, there's no way to delete emotions. <laughs> I know. Feel, like there's just some emotions that are more socially acceptable than others. Yeah. Right? So one of, the, one of the things that I learned is that emotions are vibrations in our body. And they are actually right at the center of our whole life. And that's because we think that circumstances cause how we feel. I was thinking that my job caused how I feel. Mm. I was thinking that, that where I lived was causing how I feel. I was thinking that other people cause how I feel. Well, that is not the case. And what I learned is that how I was thinking is causing how I feel. Mm. What I am believing is causing how I feel. If I feel ashamed, It's because I am thinking I am not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I fucked up. I am bad. I'm, I am deeply flawed or whatever yeah. it is. I feel ashamed because of how I'm thinking and what I'm believing. The, the issue there is that we don't realize that our thoughts are thoughts. Unless you have really been intentionally observing your thoughts for the most part shit just goes through our brain mm. and we're like this is life this is reality this mm -hmm. is who I am this is how it is I am messed up I'm broken I'm flawed and like that's just a fact 
and we think that we are describing our reality. We think that we're just observing how it is, but really we are creating it. And here's how. Mm-hmm. So what we're thinking, if we think it enough, it becomes a belief. It just goes on automatic, kind of fades into the background and those beliefs start seeding our regular thoughts as we go throughout our life. So some beliefs come from childhood. Some were indoctrinated or programmed into us and some we have taken in of our own free will. And if you, if you never question what you're believing or never become aware of what you're believing, then your brain just keeps on generating these thoughts based on beliefs that may or may not be of service to you now. Yeah. So I started to become aware of this Mm -hmm. and, and like started questioning, is this something I want to keep on doing, feeling, thinking, believing? And, uh, it really came from following my emotions Mm -hmm. and, and, and like, I started to get this sense that like shame is here to show me things, Mm. but it's not me and I don't want to keep it. So, so feelings like the, what I teach now and what I practice now is that feelings are at the core of your whole existence because this is, this is how you're vibrating. It's like a combination of your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings and emotions. They're like you are vibrating at a certain energy level and we all have the broad range. We ha- we all have all of the vibrations, uh, the potential for all the vibrations active in us. So like we can actually simultaneously have really high levels of energy and really low levels of energy. But like we have a certain vibration that we are at in life mm. and that is what is seeding our actions. So like, in in especially like american business culture and uh, we are we are taught to change our actions we're mm-hmm. taught like if i want a certain result then all i got to do is this and this and this it's even built into our language like what do i what should i do mm. about this what do you think i should do how do i fix this take action commit to a plan make a goal yeah. break it into bite sized steps take actions but we we miss a big piece here which is that our actions, like, can you imagine trying to build a business from a place of feeling totally drained and ashamed? You just don't have the energy for it. Your energy level on the whole is too low. Even if you have some of the higher vibrations in there that, mm. that give you that inspiration and the knowledge that you are here to serve and offer the world your gifts. But if your vibration is really low, then you just don't have the energy to, to take action or like maybe you have this idea of how you should be taking action and you're trying to, to do that from this misaligned place. And so then you just keep on getting drained and keep on thinking you're a failure because nothing's working and, and like you don't know what to do. Right. So I think that one of the, one of the most mind blowing things I ever heard (laughs) was that my thoughts are causing my feelings and the feelings really matter because the feelings are what's driving my actions. Yes. I actually listened to this podcast in the middle of 2018 and I just sat there like with my, like my mouth hanging open because it was why you're not taking action. And I was like, yes, fuck. Just somebody please tell me why I'm not taking action. And she's Mm. like, it's because of how you're feeling. I was Mm. like, 
is it really that simple? Well, <laughs> and uh, yes, it is. Yeah, and that's it the is. thing. Like it's it's, it's simple, no. but I I've come to learn that the simplest things are the most difficult ones in let's say, um, how to say like not overcome, but like you know release or identify or get behind it. It's like, yeah, it's simple. Yeah. It's your thoughts and then your emotions and uh, you can change your emotional state. But man, this is a challenge like in everyday life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it is simple. Like really, the, we tend to overcomplicate things, mm. but it is simple the way that the universe works. It's like the universe is a mirror. Our world is a mirror for how we are being. How we are being is because of how we are flowing our attention mm. and what we are intending and how we are feeling. So, so the vibration, that feeling, that is the, that is the center of what I practice and teach now because the feeling centers I found out those are how like, that's how we perceive the non-physical is through feeling the, the non-physical like we can't see it. We can't touch it necessarily. It's like, it's not like a thing that you can put your hand on and like move. It's the, the non-physical is something that you have to feel your way toward. And what I learned through continuing to study energy is that our emotions are our guidance system mm. that helps us to connect with that, with the source. So when I talk about source, I am referring to this, this, like you can see it when you look out the window, there's, there's some, there's some force of energy that causes life to circulate through the cells of a tree, causes the tree to grow upward. There's energy that, that we feel, you know, from the sun and there's, there's energy that we take in through our food and there's, there's energy in our body that keeps us alive and it keeps the, the flow of life going. And so, and, and we aren't even doing anything. Like you don't have to think about breathing or digesting. You don't have to think about yourselves. They do it for you. Mm. Right. So there is, I was just looking around for years and years and seeing this greater intelligence and seeing these, these invisible, this invisible flow of intelligence just circulating throughout the universe. And then I started learning about energy healing and uh, it, they, they described it as universal life force energy. And I was like, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about that, but that resonates as true. And you know, I grew up in the Christian church, right? So there's, there's a certain set of beliefs that go with that. And it's God and God is a he and God is watching you. And like, I rejected all of that, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't deny what I felt. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there was a greater intelligence. And I knew that there was, there was a great love in the vastness of mm -hmm. things. So the more that I connected with my ability to feel mm -hmm. within my body, like, yeah, for sure. I could feel the shame. I could feel the fear. I could feel the negative feelings, but I also started to be able to feel peace 
for a long time, all I wanted in life was to be at peace with mm-hmm. myself and others. That was my mantra from for like my whole mid twenties. I just want to be at peace. And it was so amazing to me how I could just feel this source of something, some some source of good feeling, some source of energy that I couldn't see, but it was a it was an internal experience. And from from looking at just looking at plants and looking at the earth and and the way that that a a plant you know in the crack of a sidewalk doesn't doesn't have like this existential angst about like <laughs> am I good enough am I <laughs> I'm so ashamed my my upbringing was so bad and I am a terrible plant and like plants don't do that shit they just grow where they're planted and they they are they're like. I was, I was just watching all these plants for years and they just, they were just being in flow with the universe. And it taught me from just looking at plants in this way and like being with cannabis plants and looking mm-hmm. and opening my eyes to other plants that showed me what if I can be in flow like this? What if I can surrender just a little bit of the shame and resistance that I'm holding on to? What if I can be like this and grow where I am as mm. I am. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, it's it's really, you know, interesting. Like like you mentioned, when you look at nature, nature just follows their like their purpose, their their inner planted plan. Whatever they their seed says, they're just following through. Like you said, they're not thinking, oh, am I too big? Am I too small? Am I too thin? Am I too yellow? Am I too red? Whatever. And even for us, you know, when we were born as babies, like, I mean, I, I can't, I can't remember what I was, what I was thinking, but no baby ever feels like, oh no, don't look at me. I'm too ugly or I'm too, I'm too fat or whatever. Babies are just like in the moment. And I think they're the probably happiest people on the planet because they just don't care. And I think it's so important for everybody who's listening, you know, You have not been born with any shame. You've not been born with any guilt. Like negative emotions are learned. It's just patterns. It's just conditioned. So, you know, we're not going to go too deep in that. But I just want you to know it is something that is that you have learned that it is not you. And that since it is learned, it can be unlearned. And um, um, Lene, you know, is sharing some of Absolutely. the really like great things that have helped her because I can already hear like people like oh how did you find peace what did you do you know like I want that for me um but I mean let's okay, just so- let's just say like it is possible but you know everybody has their own journey and everybody has their own kind of patterns for their kind of emotion yes yes and I, I love that you you mentioned how babies don't have this programmed in yet like they're they're non-resistant they are they're allowing that source energy just to flow freely so we are I believe that we are born this way in a non-resistant state where where initially our our energy can just circulate freely so throughout Mm -hmm. our lives we accumulate these experiences traumas happen all of us have experienced trauma and the that trauma like it 
we react to it in our mind and our body. And then we have this like energetic sense. And sometimes maybe we, we learn something from that. Like I'm not safe or Mm. I have to, I have to stop feel. I can't feel. I won't allow myself to feel. Like there are vows that we make, mm. and there are intentions that we make, and there are things that we learn. There are beliefs that are implanted that we take on because of those experiences, and those kind of redirect or stop in some cases the flow of energy throughout our system. So if you think about just the physical body, um, I, I like to use the seven chakra system as as like a, a roadmap kind of for understanding the, the physical body and the emotions. There's um, there's lots of different systems out there. I know that like it's not just seven chakras, right? There, there are like tons. But the, the, the chakras are like energy points where they're, they're like intersection points where the non-physical and the physical aspects of us kind of overlap and there's a little vortex of energy there and that's where we that's where we take in energy and assimilate it throughout our bodies so uh, a chakra point could correspond to uh, nerve ganglia and organs and it also is where we experience certain emotions really intensely or more intensely at those points and so I, I mentioned earlier, I started to become aware of my throat chakra. Well, that made me aware of all of my chakras mm. and it made me aware of the flow of energy. So I, there's a central channel that runs down through our body is called the Shashuna. It's a central channel. Just like if you're balancing a book on the top of your head, like that's, that's where the, the center is. And it just goes down through your body all the way down to, well, down to the ground really, but you can also, you can feel it ending like in the bowl of your pelvis at your perineum these these chakra points are aligned along that central channel the shashumna so one of the the body senses that that i got that i started to pay attention to is like when i had a rush of anger and i was going to say something i felt like this this rush of energy just like shoot up my middle and it it would like just hit hit a wall or hit a ceiling around my throat mm. and it would just stop right there and I was like, okay, that's interesting. So I want to start being able to say things, I want to say more things. So how do I do that? Um, writing has always been a huge part of mm. me, who I am. And um, when I can't say stuff, I can write it. So I was writing a lot. Um, at this point, I was driving across the state a lot you know, for work and personal, and I couldn't write as much. So I thought, well, that's interesting. What if I try recording my voice? So I hit, I downloaded an app, I hit record, and then like my mind just went blank. <laughs> I couldn't say it, couldn't remember anything to say. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on doing this because this is interesting. Even if I'm just talking to myself, like it's still really hard to get words out my mouth. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to follow that. I'm going to keep playing with that. So I started making recordings and I started listening back and, and like everybody hates the sound of their voice for the most part, like when they hear it back. So I got over that pretty quick and I started to listen back to my voice when I was recording myself and I could, I could hear what was going on in my body so I remember one time I was, I was, uh, I recorded a conversation with somebody and I was listening back to my voice and it was interesting. So it was like my head was pulled back and my throat was kind of flat and, and my body was a little bit like, I was not into the conversation and you could totally hear it in my voice. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's curious. I can tell that I was feeling a little bit kind of like repulsed and not, not engaged, not present. And I can hear it in my voice, how my body was feeling. Mm. And so I just started paying attention to that and, and hearing what was going on in my body. And I started to want to allow my body to just be as it was, including like, and, and just like watching the experience of it, like watching the physical experience of shame, like this, it was almost like this downward zinging and mm-hmm. I felt it in like my lower stomach and, and down in my pelvis and my legs. And, and I just started to allow my body to, to be in the experience of it and observe it, just mm-hmm. be the watcher. I remember this one time I was recording, I actually recorded myself crying and, and like observing the physical feeling of it. And there was a, there was like a curving inward and like a shaking and a squeezing. And it was like, it was almost like my organs were like being wrung out. And, and like, I didn't know at the time that what I was doing was allowing emotion. I was allowing it and processing it and releasing it. I didn't know that I was just I was just like doing what felt right to me at the time. I didn't even have the language to describe what I was doing. Mm. But like now where I'm at, I'm understanding that like when we have negative emotion, we have choices about what we do with that. Most of us, when we, when we feel a negative emotion, we don't want to feel it because it feels bad. Yeah. It feels very, very bad. And so we are taught from a young age to escape our negative emotions we will usually want to do one of three things with a negative emotion. We want to avoid it, resist it, or react to it. So that the reacting is like whatever snap reaction you have that you just want to like, if you're angry, like maybe you want to yell or um, whatever it is. The uh, resisting is like, no, I am not going to feel that. I'm not going to allow myself to feel that right now. And avoiding is like distracting, going, doing something else, just change the channel, mm. whatever, whatever we're doing there to escape the negative emotion is it, it, the emotion doesn't go away. It's like, it's still there. We're just looking away from it. And what I learned to do instead, what I recommend doing instead is instead of resisting, reacting, avoiding, figure out how to allow the emotion and what allowing means is choosing to feel it on purpose. And remember, emotion is a vibration in the body. It's caused by a thought. It's a physical vibration. I've, I've had people tell me a lot over the years, like, I can allow myself to feel anything but that. I just, I can't go there because I, it's like, I'll go underwater and I'll never come up. That's, that's something mm-hmm. that, that people tell me. If I, I'm afraid that if I start crying, I'll never stop. But that's because they've I'm been repressing it this, for so long. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. So like you're afraid to feel because you're afraid that you're never going to come out of it. But emotions are like visitors. They come in, they mm. stay for a while, and they go. Never in the history of anything <laughs> has an emotion just come and never left. So like just having this understanding that emotions are a, they're a physical experience. They're a physical vibration. They are always temporary. Emotions themselves do no lasting harm. They, they do not harm you to feel negative. But 
if we if we try to escape it and we react, resist, avoid, those actions like moving turning away from our emotion, that can and acting from that can create a lot of negative effects. Like well, uh, that bitch is gonna yeah, come like, back ten o- times. Overeating, over drinking, spending money, yeah. watching TV, like there's, there are so many different ways that you can avoid emotions. There's entire industries based on helping people to avoid and escape their emotions. But really, the way to the life that you want to be living is through feeling and allowing those feelings to be there and figuring out what that looks like for you. It's not the same for every person. You have to really figure out how you do it. Yeah. And can I just mention, like, this is my personal view, obviously, but there is no escaping from emotions. There is not. No. Like, you can drink and, yes, you can numb it. You can take, like, pills, you know, for, for example, for even depression. It's just a negative state of mind and you can numb your mind. And then, of course, for the meantime, like, you don't feel anything, you think. But those emotions, like... Like I mentioned, I, I firmly believe it's, they are a messenger and you need to deal with something. And so it's going to come back and it's going to come back stronger. So it's like the universe is going to be knocking on your door. Like, are you getting it now? No. Okay, take that. So like another level. And so eventually you will have to deal with it. So like, you, and I think it's, you know, really true. Like you rather want to deal with it while it's still little and not while it's, you know, actually, let's say, mm, materializing or no how to say that like because it, it's very dense energy and it's going to affect your body it's going to take the energy from your body and all those kind of things so it's literally going to affect you physically so yeah just and i think it's it's something that as women maybe are, i think both men and women i mean men are supposed to not feel anything that feel weak and all those things so they turn off the emotion and as a woman you know to let's say process, I think, especially let's say aggression, rage or anger. It's like, you know, you need to be the good girl. Good girls can't, you know, can't have this, this reaction. So it's all just like bullshit messages from all around, but, um, just become aware of that. There's so much programming around emotion and it's really interesting. So like I, I re-entered engineering about Mm -hmm. a year ago. I felt like it, it was aligned for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to to like relax my whole my whole schedule on how I thought my business should be, and let just the the thing that kept on coming up was align mm-hmm. and act on that alignment. And so, what felt aligned for me was to go back into engineering and and build my business in a really slow and steady mm-hmm. way. And um, so that's been a really interesting experience to go back into the a similar career to what I had before but with a totally different state of mind mm-hmm. um, let me tell you what it's brought up a lot of internal resistance and things to process and let go it's, it's been so beautiful one of the benefits though is that I have been having more conversations with men mm-hmm. um, one, one of the initial reasons I went into engineering was because men are not emotional like women are and and like it's easier in a lot of ways. It's, it's more of like a face value kind of in, in experience. And, uh, and like, ironically, that was also one of the reasons why I had to get out the first time, mm-hmm. like shutting down my emotions. So coming back in, I've had, I've had a lot of really fascinating conversations with men and I've actually had the opportunity to coach more men. Mm-hmm. 
and, um, and like look at some of this programming around allowing ourselves to feel. Mm. And, uh, oh man, why was I going to say that? There was a reason we were talking about before. How men process their emotions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot the same. It's a lot the same. Like we, we come into this world. Like I believe my personal opinion is that we choose the rough circumstances of our life when mm-hmm. we come in and we come in with the intention of experiencing contrast and experiencing the, the like the duality. And we, we come in to experience emotion mm-hmm. and to learn and grow and like struggle and overcome and for that reason, I, I believe that there is no right or wrong way to live life mm. at all. Um, we can kind of cause ourselves a lot of bullshit in our lives by believing that there is a right way to live and there's a wrong way to live. And then I have to be right like that, that causes a lot of us to override our, our inner guidance, but really even if, even if you don't catch an emotion early and it like turns into this big thing, like that's fine. That is okay. And that is the correct experience for us sometimes. Like for me, I, that's how, that was the intensity of contrast that I needed to, to click out of it, Mm -hmm. to, to receive that learning. And, And like, like you said, problems keep on, they'll keep on coming up and different versions Mm. and in different ways until we receive the education it showed up to give us. And just because you, you experience something over and over, what I want to offer is that it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong and it doesn't mean that you should, I want to delete that word from our vocabulary, (laughs) by the way, should like you are where you are and it's perfect. It is perfect the experiences that you are having are perfect for you and your soul's purpose. Your soul's journey is not going to look like anybody else's. It's just not. So the, the, if I could impart one thing to people who are listening now or anytime in the future is that where you are is perfect for you. How you're feeling right now is perfect for you. So honor the feeling that you're having because that contains information like emotion contains information and it helps you to know what you want. It helps you to know what you desire to create. And it's a choice. You, you, you can stay where you're at and that's fine. I think that that is beautiful and perfect for some people's experience in this life is to just be maybe like live their whole life at a lower energy level. That's okay. But it is optional and you don't have to. Personally, I desire to, to dissolve some of these lower pockets of energy as they present themselves to me. And I like, that's, that's become my definition of healing. I believe that healing is just a never ending process of Mm -hmm. letting go of that, which no longer serves us and, and letting fresh energy come in. And like, I personally desire to live my life at a very high level of energy and so that's what I choose to focus my attention and my practices on. But that's optional too. I don't think that I have to do that. I just want to do it. Mm. I like it. And so 
when I got into coaching, I thought I would be helping people manifest what they want. But what I found out is that most of us don't know what we want. We're not clear on it. So that's really the first thing is like letting go of this idea of what we thought our life should be and learning to hear what's actually going on inside and emotions are how we know it's how we feel. Yeah. And like emotions get a bad rap. It's like you're being irrational or you're, <laughs> you're just like being whimsical or going with the, however you feel in the moment, whatever you like, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can, you can like think with your, your higher brain and plan for the future. Yeah, for sure. Do that. But also, but also there's a lot of wisdom that, that happens oh, yeah. in this present moment only available through the body, through the experience of emotion. So when you, when you follow whatever brings you relief, whatever mm-hmm. that is, when you follow the feeling of relief, you are raising your vibration. Yeah. You're elevating your energy so that you can not only get to that point of well-being, but above well-being, like better than okay. And that's when we are able to hold the higher frequencies of the spiritual. It's like, it's not a matter of superiority or this is better than that, but it's like, it's like appropriateness. What is, what can, what flow of energy is appropriate for you right now? It'd be like, you're trying to water this plant with a fire hose. If I, if I use too much water and too much force too soon, I could just blow it away you know, yeah. just destroy it. So gradually increasing our capacity to experience and receive higher levels of energy, I think is the way to go. Yeah. Just being patient and recognizing that like, however you got to where you are now, it doesn't matter. No, it like, the thing that you got to do right now is, is learn how to stop beating yourself up for what happened in the past mm. and turn your attention to where you want to go. Yeah. Start flowing your focus towards what you do want instead of what you don't want. And your vibration naturally, it naturally increases. The low levels of energy are not our natural state. I don't no. believe it's our natural state. No, I don't believe either. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say, like, um, since we're running a little bit out of time, but what would you say has been maybe some, some major changes between Lene now living in high frequency energy states and uh, Lene um, who started out like a couple of years ago in the low energy? Mm-hmm. Like what were some, maybe some things that in your life, you know, kind of, either shifted or maybe you just perceive differently, maybe opportunities that opened up that you think are related to that. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, the thing that's coming up for me as you say that is how I think of other people. Mm. The, the me of a few years ago like what, what is continuous between now and then is a desire to help people and to uplift people. Mm. But my perspective then was like, there's a lot of frustration if I, if I couldn't see eye to eye with somebody or if, or if they weren't ready to feel better, they didn't want to, or they, um, they were doing something that was in opposition to their own wellness 
And that, that used to really piss me off. And I was like, I just want everybody to, like, <laughs> let's all just suspend together. <laughs> and it was like I was waiting for other people to choose differently yeah. um, before I did. And uh, that was, there was a lot of friction there, um, trying to help other people from, from kind of like, like when I still had a bunch of energy drains going on myself. So now I love, yeah, I really appreciate and I love the perspective I have now on other people that everybody's, everybody's on their own journey and we're all here for different reasons. We are all here to learn different shit and I don't have to be on the same level of energy with somebody else. And that's totally okay. Where other people are at is perfect for them. And where I'm at is perfect for me. And I get to decide. So for me, like letting go of what anybody else thinks about me and focusing on what I think about me. Mm. That's a huge, that was a huge shift. Um, one the thing that that really drove me for a long time was what I call congruence, like mm-hmm. feeling like my insides and my outsides match, and feeling like I am living in alignment with myself. And um, so so like I started to almost see it like I'm the I'm the main player on my stage, and sometimes people will like come in for an act or two, and like sometimes somebody will have to play the villain. And yeah. somebody will have to play like the guide or like my mom or whatever. And we're just on a stage and playing roles. And then like the the other people, they also have a stage. And sometimes I will pop into their stage and sometimes I'll be the villain of their of their play. And sometimes I'll be the friend and sometimes I'll be like the weird aunt or whatever. <laughs> and and like it's fine. It's all perfect. What whatever role I play in somebody else's stage has to do with them and it has nothing to do with me. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything about me. So I've, I've really become, um, increasingly able to let go of that attachment to what other people think about me and what choices they make. And, and, uh, in doing so I can become more in aligned with what is correct for me to choose. I can hear what's, uh, what's in alignment for me. And I, and also I just, I can love people where they're at so much better. And I love that experience. I love being able to see a person and just like, I know that they're believing a really negative story and I know that they are identifying with their shame and they're believing that other people are victimizing them. Mm. And I can just like see them as a perfect and whole and complete being, this human that is also a spiritual being that is hundred percent lovable. That is a powerful creator. That is just, they are already whole, even if they're believing they're not. And, and I can, I can just like love them as they are. They're identifying with their story, but I'm not identifying them with it. And that I love that experience. It just, it is a beautiful experience for me to be able to see that. And like, I don't talk about that very often because it's like, (laughs) <laughs> that that's just how I see things and I yeah. don't feel the need to share it a lot but also it's just a beautiful experience you know like I do fall into wanting to change people sometimes like that 
I feel you. It recently happened <laughs> to me again where I was like, I, I was friends. I was, I was having this exchange with a person and I was noticing myself getting like really just frustrated and, and pissed <laughs> off at them because they were just being a hot mess. And I was like, why can't you just see your potential? I know. And like, raise your energy level. And then I just, I noticed because that's what I do is like check in with my emotions. And, and I noticed I was feeling really negative and thinking really negatively about this person. And so, you know, the, just because I can love people without condition doesn't mean that I will also choose to have them be in my life in a close way. Mm. You can, you can absolutely make choices to have a boundary where you can love a person in your mind just because it feels good to do it. And you can also choose to not interact with them and not be a source of energy for them. Yeah. And like perhaps for them on their stage, that is the perfect role for you to play mm. for them at that moment. And um, it's not, it's not unloving to set boundaries. It's actually very, very loving. So I, what I did in that moment was notice I feel really negative because of how I'm thinking and I am going to reclaim full responsibility of that. Like I was having a moment where I was believing you were causing my feelings, but actually I feel the way I feel because of how I'm thinking. And I am, I'm taking full and total responsibility for that. So from that place of responsibility, what do I want to choose? What do I want to happen? And I decided that it was not in alignment for me to continue the relationship as it was. And it's not like I had to be like, okay, so this is exactly why <laughs> this is what I'm doing and why it was just, it was just like my intention. It's where I'm flowing my energy. I made a decision to flow my attention and energy elsewhere Yeah, and just realign. So, so there's all these course corrections that we make and, and like, I loved that experience. I still love that experience. It's perfect. Nothing went wrong. But it was just a, a really perfect example to me of how negative emotion can be your guide and you get to make decisions. You always get to choose again. It's not possible to fuck up your life's path. Yeah. You just you just get to decide. And if you decide one way and you don't like it, you get to decide again. There's always choice there's always going to be more choice yeah and it's and it's and literally so, like you're one decision away from a different life and I also love the yeah. fact that you noticed yep. uh, that you mentioned um that other person was not responsible for the way you feel and I think this is something so important and uh, maybe it's also a great you know way to um kind of close this out but really for you people to realize you know Nobody, on the one hand, nobody can make you feel any way. Like you or your mind is deciding, you know, what meaning or what emotion you attach to certain situations, thoughts, etc. So you are the owner of your emotion. And uh, for me personally, that has been like a big step with like my husband also, where at first I was like, no, you're making me feel like this and that. And when we learned about that, it was like, no, you are responsible for that. And I was like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> and then the other way, like, you know, both ways, he's like, oh, I'm angry because you did this or that. And I'm like, no, you're angry because you believe whatever 
you know, you have your own story. And so like taking ownership for your emotions, you know, can also be very liberating because then when you feel that guilt, which was also a big problem for me, like I felt guilty uh, with regards to my parents of doing certain things. Like I'm not making them feel bad. I'm not making them feel afraid. I'm not doing anything to them they choose to feel this way around the situation. And so I think this is very important for people to know you're not causing anybody to feel a certain way and nobody is is forcing you to feel a certain way. And so that's that. And like Lene said beautifully, you know, you can decide how you want to feel in the end. Yeah, so absolutely. So um, you already took one of my, you know, uh, ending out questions uh, away, like one thing that you would like to implant into everybody's minds. Um, but what would you, um, what would be three pieces of wisdom that you would like a uh, six-year-old Lene to know about her, herself, about her life path, just something that you would like to pass on to her um, that will help her, you know, go down that road of life? Oh, Wow. <laughs> I can already tell I'm going to be thinking about this one for weeks. <laughs> mm. I would say nothing has gone wrong. It's mm -hmm. one thing. It's not possible for you to take the wrong path. Mm. There's not a right path. There's just your path and you get to be on your path. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would also say that... Hmm. Your emotions will lead you back to yourself every time. Mm -hmm. Every time you feel like you've lost connection with yourself, you haven't. But when you feel like you do, just go inside your body and feel what you feel. That will lead you back into connection, into communion with who you really are every time. And third... I would say there's so much beauty that is going to come out of you throughout your entire life. Let it. The divine source wants to co-create with you and you want to co-create with source and that's going to show up big and beautiful and yes people will notice you and look at you and don't be afraid of that it is okay to be seen and you don't have to let let people take what they want from you and you don't have to show up as how they think you should show up but but that creative spirit is always going to be a part of you and It will fill you up to mm -hmm. allow it to express into the world. Wow. You ended this with a big bang. 
I love it. <laughs> so, Lene, where, where, can, where can people find you and how can they, you know, connect with you, work with you, follow you? Yeah. Um, I have a, a baby podcast that I am really loving um, finding what's what's coming through on that. It's just Lene Kimura podcast. It's on Spotify and Stitcher and Anchor right now. It's not on iTunes yet, but it will be eventually. Um, my website is lenekimura.com. It's L-E-N-E-K-I-M-U-R-A. And I'm also currently on Instagram as lene.kimura. So I offer, uh, I offer a very, very small amount of one-to-one coaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm also... Uh, I, I love doing groups and workshops, so I'll be offering workshops both in person and online in 2020. That's awesome. I really loved our session together. I think it was so amazing because like this topic for me is also like I feel like the most important topic that you can really, you know, spend time on and invest in yourself it's so crucial and so I've, I'm so happy that we could cover it in such a way and uh, really like very holistically I think and I hope that everyone who listened really you know got so much out of it because this can literally like change your life and give you this feeling of I think freedom that you might be seeking from other things at the moment. So, Lene, thank you so much for doing this with me. And um, thank you guys for tuning in also. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrive podcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.